Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. How's it going, Derek? It's going fantastic. Anything new and exciting? Well, I did uh, get to watch a whole series of uh, of uh, Bell stuff on the weekend with you. I was pretty Videos. excited about that. Five TV one. Mm-hmm. A uh, bit of a different show tonight because talking of the Get Outside a Paddling Adventure show on Bell Five TV One, uh, all the way from Mew Lake Algonquin Park in his hot tent, Ben Stacy. How's it going, Ben? It's good. I'm nice and cozy right now. <laughs> If uh, this goes a long time, the fire will go down and I'll have to put more wood in. So <laughs> <laughs> He froze to death or got eaten by a bear. And we've discussed this before the show. If you get attacked by a bear while we're recording, you are <laughs> not to turn off your your phone. And we're going to yep. record the entire thing <laughs> and add commentary. <laughs> commentary. Uh, sounds yeah. good. Bone crunch play by play. Listen to him scream. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a big bear. <laughs> so are you in the airfield or are you in the campground? I'm in the airfield. Awesome. Yeah, about a 20-minute hike in from, uh, from the Mule Lake campground. So okay. yeah, that's not bad. bad. All right. So let's talk. Uh, get outside a paddling adventure. We did that last uh, it was August now, eh? That was August. Wow. Yes. And then, so long ago. Yeah. Then a smaller segment in September. And then, yeah, in September, you and I went and did a, a little segment we skipped over. Yep. Uh, the Trent Severn Waterway, 386 kilometers from Trenton on Lake Ontario to Port Severn on Georgian Bay over seven days. Uh, totally different trip than what I'm used to. And, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. It was. It's different than what I'm used to as well. I mean, I think both of us are more used to doing backcountry paddling. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, while there were some spots that were a bit like that it was mostly urban paddling cottages and and waterways so it was very different yeah um i found the the first half was a lot of the urban like factories and towns and stuff like that and the second half went full-on everything from small cottages to multi-million dollar cottages and everything from stand-up paddle boards to big massive um sleep on boats (laughs) <laughs> almost i wouldn't say yachts but yeah big boats yeah right yeah. No, it, it was good we i mean we so the idea of the whole show was that we would film this from uh like you said from trenton all the way to port severn uh but we had only had seven days so um we were limited a little bit by time um yeah. so we knew we were going to skip some of the big giant lakes like this rice lake lake simcoe the big ones that would be just a, a slog uh, of yeah. paddling, which is not that interesting. Um, and then, uh, you know, paddle as much of the rest as we could. And it was, uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a blast. You know, like I've been sort of on the kick over the last couple of years to do some more urban paddling. So I've been paddling some local rivers around here. And if you can get past the noise of cars and machinery yeah. and buildings and, and stuff, there's some really nice waterways in the Toronto area. And it can be interesting to to see these areas that people probably wouldn't normally see. Remember, mm-hmm. I remember when we did the canoe polling, and uh, so that was what was the name of that river? Speed, it's the Speed River in Guelph. And so it was it was very unique and different. So you're mm-hmm. you're in a in a 
town, an industrialized area, and there's a you can you're passing. We went underneath the 401 or next to the 401 at one point. And yeah, we went. Yeah, went under a couple things through a golf course. Mm, yeah, uh, yes, yes, through a trailer park. Yeah. Through a little conservation area. Yeah, ended up being like like this kind of scavenger hunt type. Mm-hmm. thing it was it was very interesting so it kind of i would never have chosen to do that but now that i've done it it's like i've done part of the trent severn now and i've done the speed river of canoe polling it's like oh i, I never would have thought that this was you know kind of up my alley but it was very interesting you got to come to the uh to duffins mm-hmm, yes you go up uh, now apparently you go up far enough like i usually go to the 401 mm-hmm. and turn around and come back but if you go farther you can actually make it to highway two and there's like a food truck there that serves oh. like uh, beaver tails and <laughs> yeah. waffles and whipped cream and other stuff. Cool. So, nice. Sounds like a goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get some exercise so that when we get to the end of our exercise, <laughs> we can load up we on can carbs. load up on snacks. <laughs> and then the river just drifts straight back. Yeah. You can nap on the way back. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it, it was really cool to do that kind of paddling. Uh, we had a bunch of people joining us for the for the week as well. Yeah, it was, it was nice. Uh, right from day one, we had our friend Sue, uh, who lives in the area, uh, mm-hmm. show up and with her family paddle with us up to the first lock. Um, and and actually, we should mention the locks. The locks. I mean, it's it's a it's a waterway. There, how many locks did we go through? Forty forty three locks. We had forty three yeah. to go through. Now, now I've got a drawing blanks now. All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah 40 there was 45 and we missed we didn't do the one at Lindsay because it was way out of it's the way. way out of the way and we missed we skipped Kuchiching on Kuchiching. purpose yeah and and unfortunately due to some bad weather and timing we ended up missing a couple of others but uh we did most of them yeah 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 out of 45 we did we did the majority of them which was really cool uh yeah and you know what we I do like uh, we'll we'll probably mention about fifteen times through tonight's episode here, but time was a was an issue. Uh, we didn't yeah. we really we knew we didn't have enough enough time, but we thought we'd maybe get through a couple other spots. Which you know, uh, when you start factoring in how much longer the locks took to get through than we thought they would, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping I'd like to do it again, but get more into the history of the locks, how the locks actually work. And stuff like that, because it's, I mean, you're talking like 100-year-old technology, well, more than 100 years now, uh, technology of the of some of these locks. Um, yeah. You know, the way they open, close, let the water in and out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I a mean, good portion of them are all done by hand. There's yeah. no, you know, I mean, a lot of the ones that have been upgraded and the bigger, they have like hydraulics and stuff like that. But a lot of the older ones are all just by hand, hand cranks and sweeps and opening up valves and yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I'd I'd like to. I wouldn't mind actually doing one of those locks one day. Like, say, hey, can I get in my canoe and actually help you do it? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like open <laughs> yeah. and close it, right? That'd be kind of cool. Well, I'll tell you, um, I I my family's originally from uh, England, and you know, going over there, you'd see some of the canals they have there. Where they have the big canal boats and stuff like that. And those locks, the majority of them, you have to do yourself. You pull your boat into the lock. And then you close it behind you and then you let the water down and open up the doors and you got to do it all yourself. Cool. We should have that. That'd be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you know how many things would go wrong on the first day? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, day one we uh, hit our first log, and the thing I liked about the Trenton lock, the very first one, yeah, is the train bridge is right beside it, like crosses over in front of it. Oh, so yeah. you see so you go under the train bridge <laughs> and into the doors. Yeah. And as yeah. we were in that first lock, a train went by, which was which That's was right, pretty yeah. cool. So yeah, so the fir- first day we were planning to go um, do eight. Was it eight locks? Yeah. Or nine, nine locks. locks. We try- nine, yeah, we would the ninth would have been no, no, I think the eighth would have been Percy Reach, which was where we we're aiming eight, for. Or yeah, Percy Reach is what I, I keep thinking it was Myers. And um, that was almost forty kilometers, which we Yeah, we were very overly ambitious in our planning. And like you said, we we did not take into account the amount of time it gets takes to go through a lock. So even you arrive at a lock if you're the in straight away and there's no waiting you're up in 15 to 20 minutes but mm-hmm. that's 15 to 20 minutes per lock if everything goes perfectly yeah. if you're not waiting for boats so yeah we we really didn't consider the time but the 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 locks were amazing in a canoe if you've never been through a lock in a a small boat like a canoe <laughs> or a kayak it's it can be exciting it's worth trying yeah, yeah. It's oh really definitely neat. if you've not done it do it Definitely yep. do it. Um, just make sure you've got ropes to hang on to. Uh, yep. Don't leave it to the last second to, oh, we need a rope. Make sure you've got a rope that you can wrap around because they don't like you to hang on to the black uh, cables that go up and down. Uh, just because sometimes there's, well, there's gunk, there's zebra, zebra mussels, there's sometimes fishing lures on them. So they like yeah. a, a rope sort of thing. Just a safety, safety thing. Uh, but yeah, overall, day one was... It gave us a feel for what we were expecting for the pretty much the rest of the trip uh, when it came to, you know, getting up, getting packed, uh, hitting the locks one right after the other, what we sort of had to do, how to find out, you know, via the river signals on what side the lock was on, where you had to go, and then uh, made it, you know, that was sort of our setup for the rest of the trip. Yeah, yeah. Day two... Uh, we made a quick little, we, cause we ended up staying at Glen Ross. Yeah. We ended up staying one lock short of yep. where we had planned to go. And honestly, so on, on day one, we arrived at Glen Ross, which was lock seven. Yep. Uh, and we had done like 26 K or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, and it was about four thirty, almost five o'clock. And we were trying to decide, do we have enough time to make it to the next one? Yeah, cause it was a big section, another it was like about another 20 kilometers. kilometers close, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was a fair distance away. And ultimately, well, we got sort of bribed into it because there was ice cream there. So that yeah. was good. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll say right now, this is the most <laughs> ice cream on a trip I've ever eaten. <laughs> but honestly, out of all the ones that we, we stopped short of or weren't able to make, that's the one I really think if we had pushed, we could have made it to the mm-hmm. next one. Because that's the bit, that's the section that you and I went back in September and paddle. Paddle. And it only took us about three and a half hours. Yeah. Which meant we would have made it. We would have made it through the next lock. They would have been closed, but we would have been able to make it there to camp. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So we we camped at the, the lock previous. Then we used the vehicle to portage the canoes over to, in the morning, to lock Percy. eight Percy Reach to meet up with uh, Derek. Yeah. Derek joined us. He was our first uh, day-long guest. First guest paddler. Yeah. To paddle. Yeah. And uh, we've said it before that this is... That was uh, the first time Derek and I have paddled in the same boat together, <laughs> ever. 
Or the, uh, the and years. And we didn't realize it until we were actually paddlers. Like, wait a sec. We've never actually. I've never been in a canoe with you. <laughs> we've been on trips together before, yeah. but we've never actually been in the same boat yeah. before. So that was kind of, <laughs> kind of cool. Um, this was a pretty cool day for, you know, for somebody to be on with us because we hit the towns. We hit Campbellford, mm-hmm. which yeah. is pretty cool because you're going like right straight up through Campbellford and yeah. you've got a road on each side of the yeah. river. And, you know, like Main Street, it's like two Main Streets with the river going right through the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ranny Falls, which is the fir- the flight lo- first set of flight locks. Yeah. And they were, they those, were decent sized ones. Those were amazing. The flight locks, when I scouted out uh, this for the show, I, you know, I think the first flight lock I saw was the next one, which is Healy Falls. Yeah. And just looking at it from the shore, from the land, it's intimidating. But in a canoe, when you're coming in from the bottom, yeah, because a, a flight lock is two locks, one right after the the other, attached to each other. So yeah. when you come in the bottom, you're looking up not only the height of that first lock because there's the door for the next lock. So you're looking up the height of both locks to the top of that that door that's in there. Yeah, and it's you you feel small. Yeah, it's you're in a chasm. It's it's amazing. Yeah, that was that was I was really cool getting in there, and then the doors close, and, and I mean the first you get used to it after after a while, but you start thinking, what if something happened <laughs> while you were in there? <laughs> How yeah. is anybody getting to you? Yeah, exactly. I think there's a ladder somewhere, but uh, you're a long way down. <laughs> yeah, you're long, dudes. Be fast, just jump. <laughs> you know, uh, but then yeah, then we get to Healy Falls, and that's and next, even bigger. And yeah. That one's even mm-hmm. bigger. Yeah, it was that crazy. was that was really cool. Like, I, th- like they had to have been rebuilt. That like original ones probably would have been wood. So it's incredible. Oh, back yeah. in the day, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's incredible I, to I think believe, of the construction. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. The Healy Falls was fairly recently rebuilt, I believe. Um, I remember seeing online some uh, some footage of it. Oh, not footage. Some, some photos of it being uh, rebuilt. So yeah, that, those ones were modernized. Modernized. Yeah, sure. because back they, in the 1800s, I don't hand. think they had that. Mm. And, you know, some of them gone to uh, the hydraulics and stuff like yes. that yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's, those are, was that the one that was totally, that's where, yeah, that's where we came when they were totally covered in zebra mussels. Uh, yeah. yeah, there was a couple yeah. that were totally zebra mussels. Yeah. yeah. So our canoes got scratched up pretty good from that. Yeah. Yeah. Because when they're moving to the side, you're trying to keep them off the wall. And yeah, I was bouncing off the wall a couple of times. There was nothing. But then you hit the zebra mussels and all you're hearing is this crunch, crunch. Yeah. And you, afterwards, you see all these little scratch marks. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like somebody's hit it with sandpaper. And they're sharp too. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> and what else? Um, there was, oh, did we not have the snake in... No, the snake was in the, the lock. The snake with us. was in the lock with us. That day. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. got one of, the, one of the locks, and there's a snake somehow. And it wasn't a water snake, I don't think. No, it was, it was a little garter snake. snake. Yeah, got stuck in there. I hope it got out. I, I yeah. don't know what happened to it. Yeah, as long as it didn't end up in my canoe, I was good. <laughs> 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 but again, we stayed. We stayed. Now that's the day uh, we got to the end. We were gonna. We were supposed to go to Hastings. Hastings. But again, um, uh, we got delayed. Well, it was time and also weather. There was, we got, uh, the Marine Force cast was saying that the wind was picking up and yeah. you're having like two, two and a half foot uh, swells. swells. So we ended up. A headwind, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we ended up having to make one of our decisions. And unfortunately, we ran into that a few times on the trip. But uh, yeah. yeah, and then we were, so we were going to go to Scott's Mills, but we couldn't camp there. 
because uh, some of the closed. facilities yeah. weren't available and stuff. So we ended up going one farther to, to Ashburnham. Ashburnham. Stayed there we went, the night. Then we went back to start at Scott's Mills. Yeah, the next and then yeah, the day. next day we went to Scott's Mills and yeah, because we were at Hastings and we were going to go to Scott's Mills. Um, so yeah, so then we went back to Scott's Mills. Uh, Derek went home that evening. Yeah, and uh, but that was a nice, uh, nice. Uh, oh, because yeah, after we we talked to Ben on the podcast that night. Um, oh, yeah, so we, every, did, we did a live what, podcast. Oh, yeah, we did a we podcast re- recording. We recorded at the camp. And we everybody there, went to bed early except for me, who was <laughs> staying up and listening to all the music because that's where the big party was across the, the oh, lock. Yeah, yeah. No, that was at Glen Ross. Was that Glen Ross? That was Glen Ross, yeah. Yeah, that I was the first was that one. First one. That's, where, that's where you guys picked me up, right? At Glen Ross. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because I remember when you got there, you were talking to me about it when I first arrived. See oh, that, see okay. That What's that right there? They're, they're out screaming and hooting. <laughs> oh, Sean, I thought it was the second one. Sean, didn't, didn't you watch the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all just blends into one another now. Uh, but yeah, no, we were, I was staying up late and they kept cutting music out. Like they get halfway through the song and people are hooting and hollering and singing and then somebody, stop. <laughs> so I started yelling at them. <laughs> What are you doing? You can't turn that song off. <laughs> by, by the way, I, if you're ever going to do a, a paddle a paddling adventure like this or like anything, if if you film it, it's a great way of having uh, you know being able to remember what you did. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It, it's complicated filming a, a show, but uh, at least you have a great record of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great trip report, trip log. Uh, so yeah, we stayed at, at Ashburnham and the next morning we went back to, uh, Scott's Mills yep. and we met up with on day three, Kevin Callan. Yes. That was a good day. Uh, Kevin, I, I enjoy, uh, paddling with Kevin. We, uh, Kevin and I actually have never been in the same boat either. Oh, okay. oh you, st- you still haven't because nope. he paddled with me. Yep. Um, and I, I let him, I let him have control of the boat. So I was in the, in the bow, um. I'll I'll tell you one thing I've learned with, because uh, obviously when, when I go backcountry camping, I'm usually going with you know the same people, and if we're in a canoe, you're used to how that person is, or you're solo and you're in your own boat. But I've gone a few times with other people, and th- there is something about having somebody different in a canoe. You it takes you a little while to get used to the movements. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because people will move in a canoe differently, and especially I think if you're in the bow, you can't see what's going on. So suddenly, like, yeah. I wasn't used to how Kevin was moving around. Like, oh, we're, we're tippy. What's going on? It's like, we were totally <laughs> fine, but you got to get used to the movements of somebody else when you're in a, oh, definitely. In a canoe with somebody new. Got to try that with a dog. Last summer when oh, I was God. paddling with Mike, uh, Mike Burns, he, uh, his dog Willow's with us. And so in the bow, I can't see what the dog's doing and the dog might see a duck or might, he might right. like the dog, would she would just kind of move to one side of the boat and then to the other side. So without expecting it, it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have little tiny yeah. mini heart attacks every time the dog moves, right? <laughs> and then I think she tried to climb up over top of you at Oh, one yeah, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, th- we we hit some white water. And the pack moved. Pack. She was on top of the pack, then on top of me. And she was like trying to escape the boat or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kick Derek out, take a spot. Um, so, yeah, we had Kevin Callan in the boat with, uh, with us that day. And... I mean, we were talking about the old technology, but then we ended up in the Peterborough lift lock, which was really cool. Yeah, and that's that's the lock. I think if most people probably think of it, they think of the Trent Severn is is the Peterborough the lift Peterborough lock. Peterborough lift lock, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And that was pretty cool to go up and down in that. Uh, just up from that was Trent University where we saw the Osprey. Yeah. And then there was the Cormorants that uh, we were going up to film some of that and almost got pooped on. <laughs> uh, that was the day of the big pineapple pizza debate. Yes. <laughs> Which will rage forever. <laughs> Uh, raining on and off that day. And then we heard the thunder a little ways off, but it never came near us, which was nice. Yeah. We, we did get rained on a little bit, yeah. which was actually nice because it had been so hot on yeah. this trip. And getting a little bit of rain was fine. <laughs> yeah. It, it's nice to get that little bit just to cool off, you know. Um, but yeah, by the end of the day, it was just baking hot again. And uh, I know when we ended up uh, at the at uh, Lakefield, we jumped in and had a bit of a swim there. Yeah. Um, that was, oh, so refreshing. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was a pretty good day. And uh, it's always fun paddling with Kevin Callan, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. But then what did we have? We had day four was just us. When I say just us, we, we got to mention, we had, I mean, a good crew with us. Um, oh, yeah. We had jo John and Haley were traveling by truck on land to get ahead of us to get shots on the land they were uh organizing know, a portage and so there. on yeah uh but we had michael in the boat filming with us so mm -hmm. the unsung hero i mean he's got to film it and go through everything that we're going through and paddle so he had a blast yeah, yeah it was great having a blast yeah and we would we would switch him from boat to boat so he'd be in my boat one day be in your boat one day and mm -hmm. yeah it was, it was good well, yeah. that day four when we started out, we had that huge tailwind coming up from behind us. It and was that beautiful. Just booted us down so, the lake. Yeah, because day four we had to try and make up some ground. So we were yep. going. We were supposed to stay at Young's Point, but the bathrooms weren't working there, so we couldn't camp there. So we had to camp at Lakefield. Right. So our plan was we would hopefully paddle all the way to Buckhorn, maybe take out at Buckhorn, just portage around that next big lake, and then put in just before Bob Cajun and paddle in that. And that's where we we're going to stay the next night. Mm hmm. So we had some distance to make up, and that tailwind was fantastic. We made amazing time up to Lakefield, uh, from Lakefield to Young's Point. Yeah. That, then uh, after that, it changed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that's when the big boat and houseboat traffic picked up, right yes, after, yes. Right after um, that first small lake, and then branched out from there. Uh, and that's where we found the starry stormwort. That's right. So, so going, them, eh? going yeah. over to Burley Falls, there's, so there's this, what was the name of the island? It was Fairy Big Fairy Lake Island or something like that? Fairy or Lake? Something like that. I think fairy so, yeah. Island? Yeah. It's a, a big island. The, the main channel goes around it. And that we notice on the map that there's a small, a little weedy channel that goes below it and it would cut off a good, almost an hour of our paddle. And that's what we'd planned to do. But we get there and then there's this sign. Yeah, floating, saying uh, starry stonewort, stone an invasive species uh, of this algae plant that will, even the smallest little piece that sticks on, will fall off in the lake and just spread like wildfire. So, yeah, it, so it, that little little shortcut was cut off to us. We weren't yeah, allowed to go through it. So we had to go all the way around. Um, and, and that's when we that, found rain. We, yeah, it found us. It, there was dark storm clouds coming. We knew a storm was coming. And it was interesting because we, we had talked about this. We may have mentioned it in the show. But I know we talked about it when we did a little chat before. But um, we're in cottage country. So finding a place, if you wanted to pee, for instance, 
uh, it was difficult because, you know, it's all people's property. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're trying to find a spot to pull over. So anyway, um, the same problem if we needed to get to shore because of rain. Um, but it just happened to, the wind just suddenly turned around and you knew something was coming. So we pulled over to the shore. There was this island. There was a cottage on it, but it was on the other side. So we were in this, like, probably the only spot we would able, be able to pull over, not at somebody's cottage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and wait out wait out the storm uh get stormed on <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's um very hard to find a place um to pull over anywhere along there but yeah once you get past past all that like up into that area where the big boats start and and everything it's just non stop cottages you know yeah. you, you swear it's like a, a suburbs <laughs> you know, just everybody's side by side by side by side. Uh, but that was got, quite, that was quite a storm we got dumped on. Oh my god! It really was. Uh, we I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Otherwise, I would have just hauled my canoe up right at the beginning, turned it upside down, and used it as a shelter. Yeah, there was um, a good probably almost ten centimeters of water, water. in the bottom of my canoe yeah. when we, it was done. Like it was, yeah. it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I ended up hauling everything out of the canoes flipping them to yeah. get all the water and then reloading them and, and went on our way. And then the one thing that we did find out uh, via Haley had had contacted Mike on the phone. Um, they have to, was it 20 minutes after uh, the last yeah, yeah, lightning uh, 20 strike? 20 minutes or half an hour, yeah. They, they can't operate the lock. Yeah. Especially uh, that one. Uh, it might be different with the manual ones, but because that one was a hydraulic lock, Uh that's probably why they had to wait 30 minutes or so after the last lightning strike, just in case they were to lose power. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be worried about being caught in it at that point, but I mean, yeah. any of them really, but I was thinking maybe it was more cause it's, there's so much metal around a lock, oh. the doors, the railings, the, oh, possibly that too, you yeah. know, the, the, the things they spin there, the big wheels that they have to turn to, Open and yeah, close they, the door. Yeah, I'm and, sure they also don't want their uh, their staff out turning metal things. In, yeah, in the, in the lightning storm <laughs> either. Yeah, <laughs> danger pay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that yeah. We, even if we were still going, like if we got there, we still have to wait. Yeah. So yeah. by so the time that, we got there, the waiting period was over and we were good. Yeah, that day we ended up having to pull out at Burley Falls, and then we made our way over to Bob Cajun. So we did yeah. miss Buckhorn. We, so at this point, if you're counting. We've missed Hastings, and we've missed Buckhorn. Um, and Lovesick. Yeah, well, oh, and Lovesick. There's two of them true. in there, yeah. Yes, that's right, yeah. Lovesick. That that's was the other one. Nice little one. And, that was, and Lindsay, we totally skipped Lindsay as well. Yeah, well, was, Lindsay was, was not was on way our down. Our I don't even know how that's considered part of it. It, it's, it goes down to... Um, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> It's not going to Port Perry or something like that, or something like that, <laughs> something yeah. way down there. Uh, <laughs> no, we're even close to where we're going. Nope. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we we stayed there that night on uh, at Bob Cajun. It was uh, nice. Bob Cajun's it, really nice. It, it's a nice little town. It's a nice little area. Uh, a lot of is Bob, Bob Cajun's the houseboat capital, is it not? I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. There was they were all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the next morning. Janice Bostead showed up with donuts. That nice. was lovely. That was great. <laughs> she paddled with us for a little bit, but that yep. day, that was the day Alan Drummond came with us. Yes. He paddled with us for the full day that day. Now, I got to say, it was great meeting Alan. 
great paddling with Alan. But you had me scared before I met him, uh, saying that he wanted to uh, roll his kayak in a, in a lock. And oh. I'm thinking <laughs> we've been we've been giving a, we've been given a filming permit by Parks Canada. They're not going to like that. <laughs> Do it on the last lock. <laughs> <laughs> so f- fortunately, he was in the canoe with you. So yes, he was fun. in the canoe with me. Because he had asked me, he says, uh, if I were to bring my kayak, do you think I could roll in the ca- in, in the lock? I was like, uh, probably not a good idea. Yeah. But <laughs> we don't Phys- know him. Physically, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Physically, you could do it. Do you just say, oops, I fell over. Yeah. Multiple times. <laughs> Uh, yeah, any day that starts out with donuts is a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, that day turned out to be the biggest challenge, I think. Um, yeah, the Sturgeon it, Lake. Yeah, a big lake, which we, I mean, we ended up having to skip part, half of it, but. Because we hadn't planned on skipping uh, that one. No, we hadn't. And with the day started out beautiful. It was dead calm. Mm-hmm. As we started to paddle, we got a bit of a headwind. You always get a headwind. That's no big deal. Um, and what we did was at one point there's a big so we were following mostly i don't know if it was completely north but the northish shore and there was this big bay so we crossed over to the southern shore to basically try and keep them more in a straight line yeah and then it was it was fine until we started to make our way back across to the north shore and that's when the waves picked up the wind picked up and it was it wasn't fun. <laughs> no. Well, if you look at the map, the, the lake looks like a letter V. Yeah. So when we came from the upper right-hand side of the V down, yeah. and then when we started having to come around that corner to go up the other side the, towards the left upper corner, that's yeah. when the wind started coming down and the, the waves were picking up. And so we, we pulled over. There's a, I can't remember the name of the, the conservation oh, park there. Oh, yeah. Well, before that, there was a tiny little island because you guys were making it better across mm. than I was. And I saw this island straight ahead. So I'm, I'm going there. Yeah. <laughs> so we went there, just stopped for a bit, gathered ourselves, and then made our way across. Yeah. And then. And we, yeah, we went to that uh, little park there and uh, had a chit chat with Haley and John and see what the weather forecasts were. And, you know, there, Haley was saying it was even. Um, windier farther up so we we made the call to to circle around to Fenelon falls yeah now uh, here so also i mean i think it would have just take even even had we continued and felt safe doing it it would have taken so long yeah with that wind um and then the other thing was uh i think you mentioned it in the show is uh that it wasn't so much if we tipped it's the fact that if we tipped we have all the camera gear. We're filming a show. Yeah. yeah. We tip, we lose the show. It's yeah, done. Definitely. Uh, you know, and all that equipment, all the camera gear and everything like, yeah. I mean, the barrels are floating, stuff like that, but you got the cameras out because you're so, using them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and if all of a sudden, you know, yeah, you got your camera sitting there so you can pick it up and film something, you know, you're not packing it away, you know, waterproof floating container every time you're done using it. Otherwise you'd never yeah. get anywhere. Yeah. Um, you've just lost that camera. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, you're, you're done. So that's one of the big, uh, was one of the big worries that sort of helped us make the decision to go to, to Fenelon. And it was nice. We, that Fenelon, we had ice cream again. We, we had, had some ice more cream. time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ice cream. And we met, uh, Greg and his dog, uh, Hudson. Yeah. Uh, Greg and I have the sort of matching beards. <laughs> uh, I think we also, a- we also had, um, 
in the show, we have an interview with um, somebody from the Lock, the Lockmaster yep. at uh, Fennel Falls. Um, and we did that uh, Peterborough as well and at Big Shoot. Um, Parks Canada was great. They they were oh. really helpful in with this. So Yeah, the staff from the first lock to the last lock. Oh, so lock. friendly. Yeah. So helpful. Yeah. yeah. And, and like to chit-chat and, and whatnot. Yeah. And any questions you ask, they give you the answers to it. And they seem to know the history of stuff and how, you know, that was, that was good. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, but we got to Fenland Falls. We we went through the lock. Yeah, and that's a plan, nice lock. That's a big lock. Too. Yeah. That used to be a flight lock. It's now a single lock. Yeah, they, they combined it in 1963 into one single lock. Yeah, so it's uh, a pretty big one. Yeah, and the plan was that we were going to maybe take out at the after we got through the lock. Uh, but Alan and I decided, you know what, we're going to boot it across Cameron Lake. Yeah, our um, destination for the day was Rosedale. Was Rosedale. So on the other other side of Cameron Lake. You know, I, I think, see, yeah, my mindset at that point, I was I was out. And I didn't know what Cameron was going to be like. Yeah. So I figured, okay, we'll we'll drive the my, my canoe and the camera gear over to the other side. And you guys paddle it. Yeah, we, it took we you just no had, time at all. We just had the one GoPro mount at the front, which I didn't realize Alan had going all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we got out there and we just made a beeline straight across for where, uh, the, the entrance into towards Rosedale was and, um, chit chat along the way. Before we knew it, we're like, this is going to take us two hours. And then like an hour and 15 minutes, we're <laughs> pulling up to the lock and we're like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. We, we hadn't even set anything up yet. We hadn't yeah. set up camp or anything. We're like, um, that's them. What the hell? Yeah. They're here. Here we're behind. <laughs> we're behind time all the route. And then all of a sudden, we've made up 45 minutes somewhere in there. Like, <laughs> what's going on? You know? Uh, so, yeah, you know what? That was that was pretty cool. We got to Rosedale there for the night. That was a really nice lock as well. Yeah. And uh, Rosedale, it's actually, other. I think, I think technically Lovesick might be the, the smallest lock, but we missed it. Uh, Rosedale is the smallest lift that uh, yes. would end up going through. And, and also the last going up. Because after that is uh, Balsam, Balsam Lake, and that is the top of the system. So after Balsam Lake, which was our next day, you're going downhill. It's all downhill from there. That's what yeah. they say. It's all downhill. <laughs> uh, so yes, the the next day. So no, but oh, uh, your niece was with us for a bit that day. day yes, day that's six. right. So um, yeah, so day six was awesome. That's I think part of that part of my favorite part of the whole thing was that yeah. channel yeah. that goes towards um, Kirkfield lift lock. It was beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? Like it's man-made. It's straight as an arrow. Yeah. You know, it's the same width all along. So, you, I mean, you know, it's man-made, but it's high enough. So yeah. you, you see, they've carved it out of, out of these rocky hills. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's where we encountered our first big boat that really wasn't paying attention. Oh, and, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, we had a bit too we much. We had weight. like the class two <laughs> rapids, uh, <laughs> um, but then yeah, the, the Kirkfield lift lock went down a lot faster than the Peterborough lift lock. It is smaller, uh, yeah. but it it dropped a lot faster. Oh, I was really surprised how fast it went down. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was really good though. That was a really really hot day. Probably the hottest we had. Yeah, yeah, and. I wish Sienna nope. could have been in the first half of the day as opposed to the second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that was, uh, yeah. Um, when you're going through Talbot into Gamebridge towards 
the where the the highway crosses everything is is flat and straight but yeah. it's low and there's no shade there's none at all and even before that after i mean the only shade we got would have been that channel going into kirkfield mm-hmm. after that we were out on this really really long lake oh, i can't remember the name of it um but um no no shade there either yeah and then we get all the way to balsover a little bit of shade while we're not even okay it's shade at balsover um but yeah it was that was a hot day and then we picked up my niece at talbot uh and she p- paddled uh, she sat in the front of the boat <laughs> <laughs> um for uh for what four locks from there i think all the way to gamebridge and when we got, uh, yeah, got out there's of, talbot, gamebridge. portage thora and gamebridge it was nice to have her along. It was cool. Oh yeah, She's, yeah. She, she seems to enjoy, to enjoy it. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I say, that was so hot. She's yes. probably thinking, oh, "I'm not doing this again." Yes, <laughs> I enjoyed it, Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after that, we made our big, big detour. So we knew we were going to skip uh, Lake Simcoe. That was in the plan. We yeah. weren't going to be doing Lake Simcoe. Yeah. We originally thought we'd go to Kuching and paddle from Kuching, but. Again, this, this came down to the fact that we were filming it for a show. We had seven mm-hmm. days. And most of that comes down to the budget. I mean, it's a, we had a small budget. We could not afford to go more than seven days. Yeah. So uh, so we the, the paddle from Kuchiching to uh, Port Severn is like over 50 kilometers. So we knew based on everything else we had done, there's not a chance. Well, when we first started day. talking about this, we thought we had one extra day. And that's why Kuchiching was in there. Possibly, yeah. Because that right. day would have gone from Kuchiching into Swift Rapids. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's a big, and then, you know, and then maybe on to a little bit of the next somewhere. But uh, So from Gamebridge, we we drove to Swift Rapids that night, which was amazing. And I don't recommend that road in to anybody. No. <laughs> Especially if you've got a small car. Not a chance. Um, I'm glad through. we had that truck. Uh, yeah. yeah, Swift Rapids. That has got to be just the scenery and the fact that the sunset and the sunrise we saw, uh, yeah. the, how tall it is. Well, there's um, a massive dam there. So we mm-hmm. had to park on the opposite side of the dam and walk across the dam to get to the lock. Yeah. And cross the lock. And it's, it's um, oh, what is it? Is it 46 feet? Whatever that is. 46, in yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's the largest single drop, drop. in, in a, a traditional lock. Technically, Peterborough lift lock is higher. Um, but it's a lift lock, not a traditional lock. And yeah, we arrived at sunset and then set up camp and, uh, started in the morning. It yeah. Was great. It's a 47 foot drop. Yeah. Which is wow. Yeah. That, See, that was, that was going, the coolest. And we were going down. So going down in locks is much more calm than going up. So that one going up, if we did it the other way would be probably a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah. Cause that you're at the top and there's like two feet between the top and the water level yeah. and you gradually are going down yeah you just and by the time you're at the bottom slightly. you're like okay this is cool and then the doors open oh and, yeah, was... okay yeah we're free you know yeah. sort of thing so <laughs> uh that was yeah so we did that one that was yeah by far the best uh, of all the locks um boat traffic definitely picked up huge just yeah. before we got to the big shoot marine railway we did stop. We did stop again. We met uh, up oh, with uh, yeah, John Brower. John Brower. He was he was in his kayak and he, he came right. towards us. But we did we did stop 
because it was a grocery store I saw on and the what did it have? shore. It had ice cream. It had ice cream. What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, Big Shoot. I am so glad we did Big Shoot. That oh, yeah. was spectacular. And we didn't so, just do it once. We did it twice. We did yeah. it twice. So again, because of time, we knew we wouldn't be able to make the paddle from Big Shoot over to uh, Port 7. Well, we could, but it would just be long and it we'd be there like late, late in the day. Yeah. So we decided we'd get out at Big Shoot and then just drive and paddle a couple of kilometers into uh, Port Severn. Yeah. But so so that meant we the best place to get out at Big Shoot was at the top. So we went down and they said, "Okay, turn around, come back in." We went back up, back up and over. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So to describe this, if, if nobody, if you haven't, if you don't know what Big Shoot Marine Railway is, it's 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 one of a kind. It's, it's unique in the world. There are other marine railways, but they sort of take boats in a sort of a bucket that's full of water, up and over whatever they mm-hmm. got to go. But this, you come in if you're in a regular boat, they have slings that'll hold you. If you're in a canoe or a kayak, you just paddle in, and then the thing lifts up out of the water, and you're sitting on the deck. Yeah, and it goes up and then down this incredibly big hill to the other side, and then it just slowly enters the water again and you start floating and you paddle away yeah the deck deck goes and wheels go underwater so as you're going forward it's event yeah you you just start floating away from this deck that's going deeper into the water you're floating off the off the slings and and off the bottom and you just do off you go yeah no that was that was amazing that was really cool uh and then the last lock of the trip it was bittersweet, a tad yeah. disappointing. Um, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I think the same happens with almost any long journey you do, I think. In your mind, you think the end is going to be this big climactic you know, finale. And in reality, it just ends. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we get there. First of all, it's one of the small, it's this, it's not the smallest lift, but it's the, physically the smallest lock on the entire system. So, that's why uh, it was it, disappointing. <laughs> it, yeah. And also, it, the dam right beside it is under construction, so it didn't look pretty. Uh, and it was just sort of, we're in it, and we're out, and then we ha- we pull up along the, the wall, and there was other boats coming. So we, we didn't even have time to sort of sit there and go, yay, we did it. It was like, oh, boats are coming. Let's get out. We gotta yeah. get out. We gotta get out. And it was just kind of like, oh, we're we're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the theme music starting for the end, and then it shuts off. <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> So yeah, it was a good trip though. It was oh, a yeah. really good trip. You know, I mean, we, for, for what it was, uh, the timing issues, I would have liked a couple more t- uh, days to Absolutely, explore yeah. some places and stuff, but you know, uh, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I would do it again. And if, if you, anybody listening, if, if you have uh bell as your cable provider, um, it's channel one. It's like their video on demand, uh, five TV one. Uh, look for Get Outside, uh, a paddling adventure, and I-, I think it's worth the watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, go watch it or find somebody that has it uh, so you can watch it. If you're if you're thinking about doing anything like that, it's it's definitely worth worth seeing and then worth worth doing for sure. And if anything, if you could go to Peterborough and do the Peterborough lift lock, yeah, and then paddle up, up or, or down. down one and do lock one or two of the others and do yeah. one, you know, do the other ones. Uh, they all have usually have picnic areas that you can get out and have a lunch or something like that, and then paddle back, sort of thing. 
definitely go and and try locking through um, some of the locks on the Trent Severn. Honestly, that's exactly why I wanted to do this trip because um, for the second season of, of the show, Get Outside, we did uh, just a, an afternoon paddle for, or morning paddle, uh, mm-hmm. morning into the afternoon from Talbot to Gamebridge or to Lake Simcoe. And just because I had literally driven up past the Gamebridge lock so many times over the years, I thought that would be cool to paddle. Let's try it. So we did that. And then it was like, I want to do the whole thing. It'd be amazing to do. So yeah. And get a taste did. of it and you'll want to do it. Yeah. And now you want to do the whole thing and then some. Yeah, I want to do the whole thing again. So I don't know if I should mention, I'll mention it anyway. Um, who knows? Okay. So we've pitched another show. Uh, this is a, a bigger show. This is, uh, the, the problem when you pitch a show <laughs> is you don't necessarily know if you're going to get it. Like it's mm-hmm. like anything it's if we're fortunate enough to get to do it, the plan would be, we're going to be doing uh, another paddle starting in Georgian Bay, going all the way back down through the Trent Severn, but taking our time, we'd have about 30 days to do all this. So we'll be able to stop into places, uh, meet people along the way, uh, finish that, then come out at Trenton and go along Lake Ontario over to Kingston and then from Kingston, make our way up the Rideau system and end in Ottawa. Which will be cool. It's uh, just over 700 kilometers. Uh, and yeah, so if things go well, you may be seeing a show about that. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, maybe we can get Derek out for more than a day. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> Bring beer. Two days. No more. <laughs> Bring beer. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that was that was really cool. Hopefully, everybody gets a, a chance to uh, get on Bell and uh, see this at some point. Nice. Uh, you got anything else to add, Ben? Ah, uh, I think that's it. Just go watch the show. It it was fun. Hopefully, that comes across when you watch it. Excellent. Well, uh, hopefully, let me know about the uh, next one. Hopefully, we get uh, doing that one and uh, make a nice long trip of that, and yeah. we'll be talking about this again in a, a year. That would be cool. In the meantime, you go back to enjoying yourself and uh, in front of that fire and stay away from the wolves and the bears. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll, we'll do. All right. Thanks for coming on, Ben. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Hi, this is Derek Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So in the second half of the show here, we've got John Van Berger with us. How you doing, John? Doing all right. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. To Shabs. Good. Um, do, do, do. What do we got here? We got a couple things to chat with you about, but one thing, we're gonna, I'm going to talk some new gear here. 
It's a shake weight. <laughs> it's a shake weight. <laughs> I got myself, I have this old, and I remember everybody was buying them at the time. It's a, an old saw, but it was a tube. And there was a little clip on the end. You take the clip off and all the insides of the, or the whole saw is inside this one tube. And you got to put it together and it takes like 10 minutes. And if it doesn't fit right and you're fumbling and cutting yourself and uh, you can't find blades for that anymore. That's been for a while and I needed a new blade. So I decided I would upgrade to a different type of saw. I got myself the Agawa Gear Boreal 21 inch saw. Um, just came in the mail. Haven't had a chance to use it. I put it together. It takes like 10 seconds to put together. Well, I mean, Derek even saw how, mm-hmm. how fast it put together really well. Um, Tracy said, no, I was not allowed to test it out on the furniture. <laughs> so I have to wait till I, I get a, get some time to go outside and give it a whirl. I do like it. Uh, it looks sturdy. It look like it's I say, light. really easy to put it together. It's, you know what? I wouldn't say it's any heavier than, no. than my other stove, uh, um, other saw. saw. Yeah. Uh, it comes with a big <clears throat> sheath here. Nice cloth sheath. Uh, looks like it's waxed on the inside. Big snap on here. Um, and it's got straps on the back here, loops that you could strap it on your belt. You could strap it onto a pack or your barrel. It's big enough to stuff in your barrel. Uh, there's a extra pocket inside with a spare blade. Um, yeah, you know what? I think this is going to do well. I, I put a picture on our Facebook page uh, and there was a few people saying, hey, I've got the same one. And other people have said that's the one they're looking at getting. And So what made you decide on this one? What was the deciding factor? How easy it was to put together for one. And the fact that I have seen people putting it. Okay. And all of a sudden there was an ad on my Facebook. (laughs) 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 You start Googling saws and things come up and I started looking at it. And I've seen, people have been talking about these for a couple of years now. Um, They are, they're just out of Mississauga here Mm -hmm. outside of Toronto, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. So uh, it actually wasn't supposed to be delivered till tomorrow, but it came today. There you go. Which was really nice a day early. And yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen them around. Um, I've heard about them. I've seen the ads for them. I, I did some Googling and stuff and it's what you need. It's, you know, it, it looks sturdy. There's a good warranty with it. They gave you a couple extra parts with it, uh, for when you change the blade, that sort of thing. Uh, the fact that it has the extra blade that you have your, you know, you can get a more expensive leather, um, sheath for it. It'll be heavier. But a little bit heavier. And do you really need a leather one? No. I'm going to look at that going, oh, I'll beat the crap out of this one. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to last for quite a while. So I, I picked that up. It's got I, a bunch of gear loops on it. Yeah. Well, like I say, you can strap it off to whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like a couple things on your pack yep. or whatever. And and this would be good to, to um, strap on your pack if you're going down a river. You know, there's a lot of deadfall across yeah, the river. Exactly. Or yep. uh, a portage where a fire used to had happened, a forest fire. Uh, I've been to a couple of those and you're climbing over stuff and you're having to cut, cut down branches and pieces of stuff to clear the portage and whatnot. If this is right on the outside of yeah. your pack or barrel. Clipped on, yeah. You, all you do is you unsnap it and it pulls right out. Boom, boom, set up. Pass it to the guy in front. He cuts uh, the whatever's in the way so you can get, you know, if you're having to go under a, a tree or something or, you know, um, cut it out your portage, that sort of thing. It uh, folds back up just as fast, maybe 15 seconds, uh, and throws back in there, and you're off and running again. You're not fooling with all these little bolts and and everything like my old saw did. 
so that's nice to i'll definitely i'll do a little review of that when uh, i get it outside and can start cutting things other than furniture <laughs> i also ordered a couple of mora knives which were supposed to arrive today and according to my email tracking says it's still supposed to arrive today <laughs> before 3 p.m. And it's well after 3 p.m. Uh, so if we hear any bing bong in of the doorbells, then <laughs> we <laughs> know it's here. <laughs> uh, it Tracy, actually ordered Tracy her first knife. She's she's talked about getting a knife, and I so I ordered her her first knife. So when we get those, we'll chat about those. I have, do you guys carry an ax in the backcountry on your trips? I don't. How about you, I don't John? either. I used to years ago. I yeah, used to carry a hatchet. a long time ago. Yeah. I, I used to, I I used just to found it was it. extra weight. I hardly ever used it. And and also, I hardly ever used it. And I don't know how many times I've heard people talk about, oh, yeah, I was splitting wood and I took the axe in the shin or something. It's like, oh. Let's see, we're we're going to get into that, like that that comment in a little in a little bit when we're chatting with John. Um, I used to take a, a, a small hatch. I originally took a big axe. Like mm-hmm. a full-on axe, I could cut down a massive tree if I needed to, <laughs> you know. But that was like almost, you know, more than twenty-five years ago when I first started. Uh, then I quickly realized, well, I'm not cutting down big trees, so I'm not really. This is just extra weight. Yeah, exactly. And then I went to a little yeah. hatchet. Uh, it wasn't the greatest. It was a little Canadian Tire special sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like eh, it's more hassle than it's worth a small utility saw does like 99 percent of anything you want to do when you're processing wood and so on it's it's pretty rare that you're gonna have like a giant tree trunk that you're gonna want to split some wood and stuff usually you can find a you can process a lot of smaller wood you know chaff from the woods and stuff yeah i've been i've just been doing seeing a lot of the outdoor stuff and people are whipping out axes and stuff and so i started looking maybe i should get look into a smaller better quality than a Canadian tire special or a crappy tire special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, the something better. And I got into the Grants Forest Brook axes. Those are nice axes. And I mean, they have a nice price with them as well. Uh, I, I've narr- I narrowed it down to three, then I narrowed it down to two. And I was <laughs> looking at the outdoor axe, which has a little, it has a metal collar on it. I saw so that. Yeah. For the over... The overchop, so yeah. if you miss or it goes too far, you're not beating the crap out of your the um, neck of your axe, yeah. your, your the the axe handle, right? Right. And so I put pictures of three of them up there uh, on our Facebook page. There's, there's uh, the three Grants Forests that I was looking at, and a lot of the people. One of them being this small forest axe. And there's a lot of people going, talking about, they have the small forest axe. They prefer it. And I've only heard a couple people that like the, prefer the outdoor axe as opposed to the small forest. There's the Scandinavian forest axe as well, which has a longer handle, but that's too, I'm looking for something with a shorter handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I might, I'm not a hundred percent that I'm getting an axe, but if I did, I think I'd go with the small forest axe and it'd be more for processing thicker pieces of wood yep. that are, you know, I cut them down to size and then I can cut them smaller, yeah. uh, you know, hammer the back of the head of the, uh, axe to, you know, split it and stuff like that. So, um, I have a te- technical question on that. Mm-hmm. Is that 
a small axe, or is that an axe that you can only use in a small forest? See, and that's what I wasn't <laughs> sure about. Because it depends on how tall you are. Oh, okay. Right? And yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if you're over six feet, the forest isn't as small as it is for, say, a four-foot person. <laughs> you know, like it's going to be bigger. So it all, it all depends on your height. Yeah, okay. Smart ass. I hadn't considered that very. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, just you, weren't you're ready Alan for that. Drummond. You can't swear on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm taking a book from Alan Drummond. Uh, um, yeah, no, you know what? Like, and it's just something that you could, the small force acts, there is enough handle to use two hands. But it's more for, you know, if you wanted to limb the trees quickly, because sometimes we find bigger right. deadwood and you want to just limb them quickly as opposed to saw, 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 sort of thing. Uh, and that's that's the only reason I'd be, um, do you like the sound effects there, Derek? <laughs> what does an axe do? Chop, chop, chop. Chop, chop, chop. Chop, chop, chop. Chop, chop, chop. It axe, axe, axe. And axe, then axe, the axe. saw, 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 saws. <laughs> We're not a high quality program. We can't afford the good sound effects. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I just been, it's just those things you look at every so often and you think, do I need to bring one or don't I? And then you look at them and you think, oh, that'd be really... And it comes down at the end of the day, is it a I need one or an I want one? Yes. There sort you of go. thing, right? Yeah. And I think it's... Yeah. I, I think I'm leaning towards the I want one, I don't need one. Yeah. But mm-hmm. unless somebody comes up with something and says, you know what? It, it is good to have one with you. I can't spend 200 bucks Canadian on, <laughs> on an axe. And I'd end up just talking myself out of it and buying a crappy tire special for 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, bef- I, I, I had taken some in initially when I started, you know, doing some trips and I just didn't, I found that I didn't use it. And then I started taking along a, like a small machete and I was using that for batoning wood and for, you know, like limbing any, um, you know, wood that I had. And and so I took that for a while. And a lot of times I don't even take that now. Uh, you had mentioned the Mora knives. I've, I, you know, picked up a Mora knife and I'll take that out. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, for me, <laughs> and, and given that I'm really accident prone, um, <laughs> you know, I just... I just have gotten away from it. I, I yeah. don't know why. When I when I got into um, the saws is when I got out of the hatchets and the axes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I find it I find it one of the, one of the people that commented. Um, he says, "Oh, don't don't go for the Grand's Forest Brook. Get something a secondhand one from Canada. Uh, you know, it'll add, fix it up, have more sentiment to it." Yet, and he, I look, he's from Sweden. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> so I I don't know if it was a don't buy our stuff, buy your own stuff, or <laughs> he just doesn't like their stuff. But <laughs> I, I got a bit of a chuckle. But um, yeah, I've got a couple axes in the in the garage. I take that for like car camping or winter camping stuff like that. But I'm looking at something specifically for backcountry canoe trips, something smaller, lighter weight than you know the big ones that I've got here. So mm-hmm. the search will continue. We shall see. But the other thing that was 
sort of got me on of this and, and whatnot and sort of ties in with you, John, is that question about, uh, or the, the comment people make about axes and, you know, yeah, you'll lose the it. dangers. You'll, you'll shoot your eye out, son. <laughs> um, so John, at Canucopia this year, mm-hmm. that just happened, you did a panel with Kevin Callan, mm-hmm. Krista Martineau, and Scott yep. Oath. Yes. Uh, a real world safety panel. Yeah. So tell us a bit yeah, about was, that. It was, it was, uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, you know, some pretty knowledgeable people. Um, people may not know Krista's name. She is uh, an emergency medical responder here in northern Wisconsin. She is the one, in fact, that had uh, patched up my hand after I, I sliced my hand up at that event. Right. So we know she knows her stuff. Um, it was a, it was a secret test is what that was. Um, but she, uh, she was a great addition to the panel because, you know, Scott and and Kevin have done just all kinds of outdoor stuff and have great background and, and a knowledge and a love for it. And, you know, Krista is also, you know, an outdoors person, but then she had that occupational piece with the the emergency medical responder right so it was a lot of fun to we talked about a wide range of things and so we did a 45 minute session a pre-recorded 45 minute session and then they added a Q&A afterwards and initially it was just going to be like a you know a 10 minute Q&A and then they added time to it so we had a full half hour Q&A afterwards too so the tie-in that you mentioned there is, and something that actually surprised me, was the the number of questions about axes mm-hmm. and hatchets. That was, uh, you know, it was about proper, anything from proper technique to should you really even take it? Um, you know, Kevin talking about the incident that occurred, sounded like a really horrific incident yeah. that occurred. Yeah, that, somebody was uh, using it and... Got himself right in the groin, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Wow. Yeah. 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 And and opened it up, and uh, which just sounds horrendous. And uh, so yeah, so he was talking about that and said, you know, I'm. He said he wrote in his journal, I'm never taking in you know one of these again in the backcountry. Mm-hmm. So you know, so it was, it was great because it really ran the thing from don't take it to how to safely use it. You know, Scott had some tips for that. You know, Kevin had some stuff if you do take it. Uh, but but I was shocked by the number of questions on, you know, axes and hatchets. You know what? Like, and I've got to say, when I was in Cubs and Scouts, mm-hmm. um, they taught us how to use it properly, how to carry it, and everything like that. You know, you, you carry it with the blade out with your, your thumb and your finger so it's not... If you do fall, it's not hitting you on the side of the leg or unless your name's John or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, Wait a you've always got to, it's like, it's like carrying a gun. You've always got to know where the, where it's pointed, right? Yeah. The axe, you've always got to know where that blade is pointed. And you were, we were taught that. But I watch people now around campgrounds and stuff like that with the axe. And it's like none of them have been taught. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been with people. I'm like, dude, what, what are you doing? I've mm-hmm. watched people cut wood and I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be doing that, I'm going to a totally different campsite. <laughs> I don't want to see the blood. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to render first aid, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's like, I don't know if it's just something people aren't taught anymore. 
like to me that's a basic mm-hmm. a basic yeah. skill and where you know the, i suppose the question is where do you get taught that anymore i mean scouting mm-hmm. for sure but you know numbers in scouting have dropped right yeah um so i i do wonder where people are getting the knowledge you know and and youtube one of the reasons that i wanted to do a real world safety panel with some with some really knowledgeable people is that you know there's so much stuff on youtube that's just like you're kidding me right i mean have you <laughs> did you have the axe for 10 minutes before you started this youtube video you yeah know? and i I've, I've got to say doing doing my um axe research on all the different brands and stuff uh you're looking at people there and they're doing their review I'm, i just got this one and i'm doing a review of it and and you're looking like oh dude that's going into your kneecap <laughs> you <know? laughs> like you glanced that wrong and that's heading straight into that kneecap of yours yeah and it's just like yeah i i, I can't watch that um yeah. you know i'm not paying attention to what dude's saying about the axe or how it's performing uh, it's performing surgery on your knee, but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are people learning that these days? Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's a little worrisome, you know, with that. And, and so that's why, you know, it's always, it always comes down to the thing about sources though, right? Mm-hmm. Find good sources. So, you know, I mentioned during the panel, um, we did the other piece we did with that, and then I'll come back around to this. We did a 45 minute, no, sorry. So we did the main 45 minutes, but then we recorded like another hour and 10 minute after hours session. Right. Um, and, you know, and I think it was in that after hours session that I had mentioned something about, you know, being concerned about some of the stuff, you know, YouTube videos and Kevin gave this face like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, but it's like, you know, somebody like Kevin who knows his stuff, you know, you, those are trustworthy, right? Um, you know, and there's a lot of, uh, there's some really well-known English bushcrafters that uh, have some great material out there, but you know there are there's just a lot of stuff that these people, you know, they don't know what they don't know, yeah, or they don't have the experience, you know, they and and it can you know so it, at best case it's it's coming from a place where they want to be helpful, right, and which is great. But problem is you know they may not be, and then worst case is the. You know, where it's the, well, I'm going to make a video without maybe having the background to do that specific video. Yeah, and that's where I found a couple of these axe uh, hatchet videos where um, people, you know, I got this new axe and I thought I'd give you guys a little look at it. And here's, you know, and then they're they're swinging it around like I'm waiting for them to start, you know, what's one what of those battle axe places where you can axe throw, <laughs> yes. you know, and I'm like, oh, man, this is just, it's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. And like you yeah. say, it's, it's coming from a good place. They're mm-hmm. trying to get people reviews yes. on this equipment, so maybe you'll go buy it, or or they'll say, "No, this is the crappiest thing. Look at this. I took one swing and the handle broke, or or whatever." Yeah. But it's like, yeah, uh, I, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of things out there, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so you got a lot of questions about the axes and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We got, and it was questions. Uh, that was what really surprised me, but there was, I mean, just a wide variety of questions on, on everything from, you know, emergency kits to, or first aid kits to lightning to, you know, mm-hmm. just a, a wide variety of things. So it was pretty cool. Good. And it seemed to be, I think I, when I was, I got in at the end there, I was, I was hoping to watch all this stuff and 
Um, I saw the end of that, and I saw Kevin Callan's Q and A session. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was like I want to say like it was like four hundred people watching. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty that cool. was a lot of people, which is yeah. really cool. So yeah. you you did the main part, mm-hmm. then there was that Q and A afterwards, and then right. online like afterwards there was a uh, a totally separate thing that you guys did because you had so much more you wanted to talk about. Right. That is yep. on. People can watch that one for free on your blog at theoutdoorkind.org, correct? Yes. Yeah, theoutdoorkind.org slash blog. And, and that will there. take you to the, the page and uh, you, you can uh, link to it from there. Uh, we will uh, post that on our Facebook page as well so people can, can uh, link in and, and check that out. Uh, when you get guys Oop. like like you guys on there, Kevin Callan and Scott and, and you and, and uh, Krista, talking about you know, safety in the back country, then uh, it's definitely, I think somebody, everybody should take a peek at that because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. And you know, the other piece with it too, is uh, I got a note from, uh, from my friend Zamie and who's over in Toronto yeah. and she, you know, she was saying just one little thing. She's like, Oh yeah. She said, you know, I put my first aid kit and stuff in Ziplocs and, um, but I never even thought to put it into a dry bag you know, like a good dry bag. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's just, even if it's one little tip like that, I always look at safety stuff. If you get one little piece of information, um, it's worth your time, right? Because, I mean, you go you go over and you waterlog your, your first aid kit. Now you have a different set of problems. All those bandages, if they weren't wrapped properly and everything in there, then <laughs> yeah. exactly. they're useless. Yeah. They're useless. Yeah, the, a lot of times the medications aren't in foil stuff anymore. Yeah. They're just in paper. And, uh, so those are going to be useless, right? Yep. So yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to, to keep that in just in a, a dry bag just because, so, you know, one little tip, but you know, hopefully if she ever does have a problem that, you know, that will help her out. So she'll be looking yeah. going, Ooh, good thing. I heard John talk about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely does. And then um, I'll say, and you owe me a beer for that too. That's right. But you that's can't come really... over here. So she'll pass it on to me for you. There you go. <laughs> like how that works, John? You like that? I love how that works. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I know you, you're always there for me, man. Do 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 do. What do we got? Oh, oh. The other thing I was going to say, uh, I did see Kevin's um, Q and A session there. Managed to get mm-hmm. into that. I'm I'm glad because we bought the ticket to Canucopia, and um, yeah, just one thing after another at home and work and stuff like that. I totally missed everything till Sunday. And that's because I had something else going on on, on Sunday night there. Um, and I managed to see you, but you and, uh, or just the last like five minutes of you and uh, your Q&A there and yeah. Kevin's Q&A. And, but at least with the, with the $15 ticket I bought, I got 60 days to now go back and watch. Which is the really nice thing yeah. about these virtual conferences, right? Oh yeah. Because you know what? Once it's over, you can't go back and, you know, you're looking at the program going, I want to see what's in Hall 5, but I also want to see what's in Hall 7. So many things going on simultaneously. Yeah, which one do you want? Well, now you can see them. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, I saw Kevin's thing, and, you know, they're asking, you know, if anybody has any questions. Um, and he's sitting there, and he's answering the questions. And it's funny because <laughs> I had a question that, you know, because he teaches the um, – 
plant recognition, tree recognition and stuff. It's a question I've never <laughs> asked him. I said, do you ever forage while you're on your trips? You know, like I've done the pine tea, the cedar tea, stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. I stay away from the mushrooms and all that sort of stuff. And um, so do you ever do any of that? And of course, the guys, guy has no clue who I am, the moderator. And he goes, oh, yeah, Kevin, uh, this question from this Sean Rowley. And Kevin's face, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but he, he's, he's, I'm talking to him afterwards. And uh, he goes, I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. That was a great question. <laughs> Got nothing but great questions, Kevin. <laughs> but, but how come my name just inspires dread? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what's coming? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, do you like pink fluffy handcuffs <laughs> crossing the border? <laughs> uh, the only... Um, complaint I have, and I think a few people are com- going to have this complaint. Canucopia did their whole thing on this Hoover platform. Oh. Mm-hmm. So you got to sign in, which is cool. I don't mind doing all that. You know, sort of like Zoom, except a different sort of thing. I've been getting so many emails from Hoover mm. now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's getting a bit ridiculous a lot of spam a lot of spam there was a, i mean there's a few some hey you know canucopia has got this up and do you check this out and this up. hey how did you like it rate us well i never rate mm-hmm. right um hey if you've got anything you should use us delete hey i'm one of the founders what did you think delete yep. it's like a whole bunch of emails coming through like that i'm sure you got the same yep yep yeah yeah and i think that's you know that's the the platform trying to, you know, extend this beyond to other stuff. Cause I think they had, you know, stuff on there for classifieds for yeah. you know, work job, you know, and, and stuff. So, so they're trying to expand beyond the initial, um, the value of the initial show, you know? Yeah. I mean, everybody that signed on there signed on for the show, you know, yep. I mean, for, I don't know how many people they'll pick up to stay with that app, but, you know, once I'm done watching everything I want to do, watch, I'll probably delete it. Delete it. Yeah. But till next yeah. year when, if they have to do another one next year, I'll yeah. sign up again. Well, th- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, but no, I mean, from everything I've seen and, and heard, um, like I say, I'm now going to go back and watch a lot of the stuff I've, I've missed. But it sounds like it was really, really well done again. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. I, I didn't have much time either to to look at uh, you know any of the presentations. So I'll be doing the same thing, going mm-hmm. back through and because there were a lot of them that that looked really interesting, you know. Yeah. And I still have the, you know, sixty days from Quiet Adventure Symposium too that I'll be you know going back into that one too. Oh, so. I was I was lucky enough that I um, I don't have very many of those that I missed that I wanted mm-hmm. to watch. Uh, yeah. There was this goober doing stuff on photography or something there. Um, <laughs> this John Van Goober, <laughs> goober guy. Uh, <laughs> actually, yours is one of the ones I haven't watched yet. <laughs> Saving the best for last, John. There yeah. you go. I, uh, appre- I appreciate my... the support. <laughs> Not a problem. I am shocked. You feel like strap. a beauty queen. <laughs> uh, I've only got one other thing here. Thing here to talk about, and it's a, a, a 
big announcement. It's sort of actually John's going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to actually say what we wrote it down that it's about. Yeah, we called it something different than what you're probably going to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, John, what's your big announcement, buddy? Well, I'm going to, in uh, early May, we are going to, The Outdoor Kind is going to start a podcast. What did we call it, Derek? <laughs> the JVB Sleeps with Sheep podcast. <laughs> but apparently that's not what it's about. No. <laughs> We're going to lose our family rating. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, now wait a minute. You're, you know, you say that, you know. Alan started it. Oh, I see. Oh, you're blaming this on I'm Alan I'm blaming now. this on Alan. We're just carrying on with his memories of Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's sort of what you're saying. There's sort of like a hangover after week hangover after Alan's been on the show. Exactly. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. Because the chair he sat on is still all set up and everything. So yep. Like he's still here. We should have just had a cardboard cutout. We're going to get so many messages from him. <laughs> Hi, Alan. Just Pal. randomly swear for you and it'll make you feel like he's still here. <laughs> So you are starting up a uh, a podcast. Yes. And you're hoping, you're looking to start May? Yeah, I think the first week of May is is the goal. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is going to be, um, I like to think of it as kind of a either a spinoff or a bookend to Paddling Adventures Radio. Yeah. It will have, um, we'll be doing obviously paddling, camping. Uh, we'll also add a bit of hiking in there. Uh, planning on a rotating guest host to have several rotating guest hosts. So rather than having a Derek in the studio Get all the time. stuck with the same guy for five years. <laughs> I'll have uh, some I different people. <laughs> oh, where were you five years ago, John, with these bright ideas? <laughs> well, actually, the reason I say I'd this save a lot is of money on several beer if I didn't is have to because come here. I know I won't find somebody like Derek that will do this on a week-by-week -week basis for five years. Dedication, like, eh? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. It's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Derek. Actually, I, I, I meant that as a compliment. I'm not sure how it got twisted. <laughs> it's our show, buddy. Everything gets twisted. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, but, you know, we'll be doing, uh, we'll do some weekly interviews with people and, you know, whether it's industry or, you know, someone who's just done something really interesting or first responders. Um, Not just paddling sort of stuff. Get out yeah, yeah. More. It'll be a, yeah. a mix of some, some different Outdoorsy. things. And, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing I think when I look back at the time when I was working in, in magazines and newspapers was I love doing the interviews. Right. You know, so I... I there's just, you know, to, to find somebody and, you know, one thing I loved about it is, you know, you could go talk to anybody and, you know, uh, sh talk about stuff that you loved, find out interesting things. And, and it was your job. And I mean, that was, that was really cool, you know? Yeah. So I'm, uh, that's the thing I think I might be most excited about with the upcoming podcast. I mean, think about it. We could, we could even talk like to Alan Drummond's mother and ask her how many times <laughs> she dropped him when he was an infant. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll be more than triple digits on that one. <laughs> I'm just Alex guessing. Loves your baby. <laughs> yeah, he's he was a bouncing baby boy, and she tried to test that theory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, if well, you can't pick on Alan, who can you pick on? Right. That's well, right. Well, I'm know, just after... happy that I'm not the target. <laughs> <laughs> 
this week. Well, after Alan's comments last week about you know me, I had just had to add a few things here tonight. Yes. yes. And then I'll go back to you know not talking about him ever again <laughs> till we see him next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's get right into rumble. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, no, but we'll also be doing, uh, the other thing I want to do with it is uh, like a weekly safety tip. Mm-hmm. And so it could be something geared towards newbies or, you know, towards people who have been doing things for a long time. But again, you know, if, if somebody picks up one thing from it, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, I know when you first mentioned that to me, uh, that you were thinking about doing the podcast, that's one of the things you said was you'd like to put the safety aspect into it. And, mm. um, you know, especially with as part of the outdoor kind, which is first responder yep centric i guess the word would be yeah um yeah, yeah. no that sounds pretty cool man it sounds really cool yeah i look yeah. forward to listening well, to it, it i may uh i may even have to have you guys on absolutely derek, derek may get traded to another team <laughs> 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 where's derek he got traded <laughs> i got a bag of cheese and a stick of salami for him it's <laughs> a good deal <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's a commute though to wisconsin that kills i them. know right yeah yeah that's yeah. the yeah <laughs> well that's awesome man when you find out more details and you're because i know you're in the pre-planning stages right now yeah um definitely pass it off to us and we'll keep people up to date so that they can uh, give a listen as well cool thank you not a problem buddy right. uh other than that you got anything else john that's about it from here it's uh just spend you know all of the stuff with Canucopia and the shows and everything that's kind of over now so uh, i'm gonna go out what is it today yeah actually when people are listening to this i'll probably be out hiking a section of the ice age trail right on excellent you guys you still got a lot of snow down there or is it pretty much melted and uh, muddy we got uh, a couple of inches earlier this week and so uh it's going to be a mud fest out there for sure awesome yeah. Well, bring, I got those. Bring your wellies. You know, I got those. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've got some uh, black diamond uh, carbon trekking poles that I've not used yet. So um, I'm anxious to go try those out. So Derek. Yes. Twenty bucks. <laughs> he hurts himself. <laughs> he's gonna slip in the mud. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> get a hiking pole through the. Calf. I got. I got twenty bucks. He hurts himself. <laughs> you can take that or no. <laughs> He's saying no. (laughs) (laughs) I think if he hurts himself, he's not going to tell anybody. I know, right? Well, we've got Jan. Jan, have that 20s yours. (laughs) 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 What about you, uh, Derek? Anything anything to add? I don't. That's it? That is it. All righty. Well, I don't have anything else uh, either. So, uh, John, thanks for joining us uh, for the second half of the show this week. Yeah, thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, we'll see if you're available next week, what we're going to chit-chat about. We might have a guest next week. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Best. We'll see you next time. <laughs>